Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Chosen Happy Tuesday. Hope everybody's having a great day. Speaking of greatness, it's Jackie O. Why, thank you. Fa la 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 I know I sound like a broken record. And I know everyone's sick of me and my bullshit. But I'm about to gouge my own fucking eye out at this point. My eye twitch is worse than it's been. Like today's the worst day it's ever been. And it's really starting to piss me the fuck off. Now I'm getting angry. You know, I'm thinking, you know, I could live without this eye. Give it a shot. It's eye been for a, an eye. a whole ass month. I'm being punished. What did I do? Did you look into it? I did. I did all the things. I've been taking magnesium. I drank tonic water. I'm trying to like cut back on blue light. Like, I don't know what the fuck it is. I just feel like you shouldn't give it the attention that it wants. And maybe it'll go away. Like kind of starve it of attention. Okay. Like, no, because that's not a thing. And it's bothering me. Like if you ignore it, it might just go away. And it definitely gets worse when we're podcasting because the bright lights like cannot be good for it. That I do feel when I have a migraine. It's just sometimes, th- honestly, I'm team, like you never let me turn my lights off, but I say, turn your lights off, turn uh, them off. I'm about to get an eye patch. Like, I think I, I need to wear an eye patch for a few days. Well, you should have done that a month ago. R- By the way, team. I think I said that I wanted to wear an eye patch and you were like telling me not to because like you, you said I was just doing it so I could make it my personality. Oh, well, you would be doing it to make it your personality, but how are you going to wear an eye patch and it not be your personality? I need to go pick one up. They sell them at like Our matey. You should 100% the show could use an eye patch. I'm always pro patch. You are. Someone. Well, yeah, when someone's having like an eye issue, like throw a patch on it. That's hysterical. It's hysterical. And I also think eye patches like really work. Yeah, no, they do. It's a reason why, like, it's one of those, like, medical remedies that's been around since the dawn of man. Right. And it's still around. Like, it's, it's like, very simple physics. Let's see if I can order one on GoPuff. I feel like, like they would have one. your eye needs a break. Right. Give it a break. How about a patch? No, they don't. Our oh, matey, but you no. have to say our matey. I mean, the TikToks. <laughs> I'm gonna, the I'm, reels from the show. I'm getting an eye patch. You're so behind on the patch. You know what, Julia? Yeah, I was thinking the same. You can Instagram one? I think there's a Dwayne Reed on the corner. Maybe we should just go grab one for immediate relief. Yeah. Let's have an eye patch by the end of the show. An eye patch by the end of the show. That's the goal. By the way, now my eye even feels better just knowing there's a solution on the horizon. Not me podcasting with a pirate. Do we need any snacks while we're out at the pharmacy? Get pirate's booty. No, we're good. That's it. Thank you. But I thought you were going to take it all the way. What? Your pirate persona. Pirates wouldn't eat pirates' booty. Pirates eat like their own shit. Like they have nothing. They have no resources. They don't eat their own shit. You know they're what I mean? Still p- human beings. No, but they like they. There are pirates like thieves. Yeah, so they pillage the goods. Right, and when they fall on tough times, they eat their own poop. No, that's not a thing. Just like Theo did when he was really young. We discovered he was malnourished because he was eating his own poop. Do, eating do. That's Got so Theo. So I am at this place in my healing where I cannot stop making video montages. I just saw, I was watching one right before we started. Like I try and find the saddest song and like, I just am so, like I have so much content of Theo, like even though he was only with us for six years, like six years is a long time in, in life. And he was such a beautiful, I know everyone's like, my dog is beautiful. Yeah, sure. 
my dog was exceptional looking. Maybe one of the most beautiful dogs like to ever grace the planet. The way people would stare when he walked down the street. Like I knew he was special looking and I know everyone says that, but like really we all know Theo was like extraordinary looking, right? Yeah, but I re- like I feel the exact same way about Streisand. Like No, of course, the- everyone no, does. No, no. And I really wonder if every dog parent yes. thinks that their dog is the most beautiful thing to grace the world. Yes, but the difference between me and them is like I think that of course cuz like I'm his mom, but also because it's true. Like Right, but would all dog parents say the same? Yes, because like I know that when I would walk Theo down the street, every single person would turn their head. I walk past some dogs on the street. I don't give them a second look. Like, right. No, same. But like I, I, everything you're saying, I feel the same. No. And by the way, I, Bruno is also very, very beautiful, but, and he's definitely more beautiful than most dogs for sure. But he's not more beautiful than Theo. Well, I, I I don't want to get into this because it's just. Well, let me just get back to my point of why I brought it up. Just, (laughs) I didn't mean to, you know, pit dogs against dogs, but, but. He's so beautiful. I like spent so much of my life just filming him because I was aware of his beauty and in awe of it. So I have found, you know, stitching those videos together and making little montages for my TikTok and my Instagram. I have found it to be really healing, honestly. Like I go and find the saddest song. Yesterday I made one to Rainbow by Casey Musgraves and that song, that one actually made me a little too sad because when we were in the waiting room, like I was singing to Theo and I started singing Rainbow from and not in the waiting room sorry in the actual like euthanization room I started singing rainbow because I was like what's the saddest song I can think of right now and that was it and the words were like very appropriate um so that one like I kind of took the montaging like I montaged too close to the sun understood well I feel like it is kind of meant to be an emotional self-harm where you're just trying to like excavate and like poke at the wound to make it's emotional self-harm yes but I also think that is expediting the grieving process. Like the more tears you cry, the sooner, the faster. Like I feel like you you have to cry a certain amount of tears, like the, whatever the allotment is. Yep. So if you get it all out sooner, you can move on faster. I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's true, but I hope that it is. Yesterday, I actually had a fine day. I only cried once. When the tub is really triggering for me, but like I'm not giving up my tub. When I got out of the tub, I started crying, but then I was fine. Ben had a bad day yesterday. Like he was really in it. He like kind of snapped at me because I like asked him to go get me frozen yogurt. And that's just like, that's our thing. Like I ask for stuff and he brings it. Like it's, we've never had an issue with like this whole setup. Like it's perfect. And he just kind of snapped at me. And I didn't get mad because like I knew exactly, like he was just taking his anger out on me. And I do that too. So I, I wasn't even mad. But I knew something was seriously wrong when he kind of, you know, re- revol- revolted request. against the order of our home. Right. But it's like Ben's not feeling like himself. Therefore, he cannot perform typical Ben duties. I know. But like I'm performing my typical duties. Like literally the other day I noticed Ben was out of body wash or like about to be. So I got new body wash and I got like a new one. I wanted to see if he would like it. I got Nivea, you know, something different. And he didn't say anything. And I was like, by the way, do you like your new body wash? He's like, yeah, why? I'm like, did you want to say thank you? Or like, did you wonder how this no, big No, body full- wash just falls from the sky. You didn't know? Yeah. I'm like, did you wonder how this big full container of body wash got into your shower? Let alone our home. But I put it in the shower too. No, it fell down from the sky because God knew he needed more body wash. So I haven't been, been more derelict in my duties. So go right. get me ice cream. Right. Go get me ice cream. But sometimes it's not tit for tat. Sometimes one is down and the other leans up, supports. Ben was down yesterday. So like I was kind of like the strong one, which I haven't been. So he deserves it. 
That's really beautiful, Turkey. He needs time. Then we watched Gossip Girl and it got us out of our funk. Loving watching Gossip Girl. It's been very healing as well. Oh, that's all I hope for you, Turdy Lou, is healing one day at a time. One day at a time. That's what they say, and it really is true. You take it day by day. You really do. Mm-hmm. And now I think I'm at the point where I'm like really itching for another dog. Like I feel like something's missing, and of course that thing is Theo, but knowing that I could partially fill that hole, I'm like, why, am I, why aren't I doing that? You will. Like you're literally going away next week. Like give yourself a second. Me and Ben were also thinking about names. How fun. How fun. I would love some suggestions. I gave, I gave you two amazing suggestions. What was it? Sheffield. Sheffield, yeah. Well, Jackie gave me the idea to, because the thing about Theo, and I loved Theo's name, but it's actually a name like I might consider one day for a child. And the fact that I took it for a dog and took it out of the running it was wasn't too cool. real. It, it was, was too, too real. real. So Jackie was like, why don't you choose a name that you would never use? Like maybe a name from a TV show. So that got me thinking about shows that me and Ben have been obsessed with. You suggested Sheffield from The Nanny, which I love. And I also suggested Harvey from Suits. Oh, well, you, I suggested Harvey, but you gave me the platform to suggest Harvey. Really? Yeah. Because I wish our FaceTimes were recorded because I know. Like, how this show is because I have no recourse. <laughs> I know, but um, I also really want to figure out a way to name him after Lewis Lit. But what am I going to name my dog, Lewis? You can't even spell Lewis or pronounce it most of the time. That's so true, Louie. And then you'll be like, Louie, even though I do like the name... You would have to spell it L-E-W-I-S so there's no confusion. Confusion, yeah, but that's, no offense to anyone listening with that name. Like, that's an ugly name. Stop. Not if it was for your boy. Yeah. So any name suggestions? Maybe Dorota, if we get a girl, you know? If you get a girl, that's cute. But I do want a boy, but I, I'm, I'll take what I can get. So I'm trying to think from your other, I've got it. I've me, got it. Are you Shel- ready? To- Sheldon. Sheldon. Shh. Shelly. Shelly. Done. Shelly. Shelly Sheldon. Well, that reminds me. Yesterday was probably one of the craziest days of my life because of Jackie. (laughs) So every year on Patreon, we do this one episode, and it's called The Vast Five, where we basically do a recap of the year, where we do our top five. 2023. Fast five of our favorite albums, songs, TV shows that we watched Uh, books that we read and it's just kind of a nice way to end the year recap thing about all the things we went through this year all the things we watched this year all the things we consumed this year so we recorded it yesterday it was great and Jackie gets up from her chair we're sitting just like this Jackie gets up from her chair and she's like oh my god and my first thought was oh she was pumping during the episode so she probably got up and like forgot her nipple things were on and like spilled the milk everywhere which is like liquid gold I'm like oh fuck that sucks I really felt for you in that moment but what came out of your mouth next was so much fucking worse than that. Yeah. Oh my God. I wasn't recording. My eye was twitching. I was like, you weren't recording? Now in that moment, I had two options. I could have been like so mad. And I think I would have had every right to be. But mm-hmm. a part of being a podcaster is this happens. Like whether you like yeah. it or not, whether you have the best technology, whether you have a thousand people in the room, this just happens. Yeah. So... I don't know when the last time it happened to me was, but I know it'll happen to me in, in the future. Maybe, you know, tomorrow, maybe in five years. I know my time is coming. And I want grace. And I want someone to, you know, not hate me, even though they have every right to. You shall have grace. I actually feel like I remember, we've never had, we've never done a whole episode and not had it. We've sometimes done like half an episode in someone's garage band quits when we used to do like our old remote yes. setup. So we'd have to start like 30 minutes in. 
Yeah, that's like the last time that that happened. I also remember when we first got our, that like, it's called a Zoom box. Yeah. Remember when we used to do Patreon episodes with those mics? Like half the, the time it wasn't recording. Yeah. It was like not there. So it's been a very long time since we've had that feeling. I was literally doing so much yesterday and today. Like I'm just booked every minute and I'm like always just doing like two things at once. So I was pumping and podcasting and something slipped through the cracks. And like, I just, I didn't, I, if you were mad that we had to do it again, like I'm doubly mad. Like I had this hour carved out. Yeah. We have to do it again. And it was But we did just, do it again. Oh, it yeah. wasn't so bad. The thing is, is sometimes we do an episode that like really we got magic in a bottle. Like we just randomly went on a tangent, ended up with like the funniest little bit. And I actually didn't love my performance in that first episode. My eye was twitching and I was feeling really sad about Theo. So I was just kind of like letting the podcast happen around me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't that upset about the content that we lost. I was just obviously upset about the energy I exerted for that and then having to do it again. So of all the podcasts you have to like have lost. Eh. Yeah. And as we were saying on the episode, like for that episode in particular, we make an outline where we like do and we never have an outline for a show. We never have a script, but like we just had to like go through the outline again. So it was the best episode to have to lose, but oh my God. And then we inadvertently wound up podcasting for three and a half hours yesterday. Right. Because we did three hour plus episodes. Yeah. But the thing is, it happens. And it just know it will happen to me. I I would rather have been you in this situation, not the one who's at fault. Just the victim. I guess, yeah. That's like the worst Can I just on the be planet. a victim? Yeah. I guess I was. for victimhood. I was the victim. The Right, like you just, everyone feeling sorry for you, mad at me. Well, we ended up recording an even better episode, so everything happens the way that it was meant to happen, and that episode is now available on the Patreon if you're looking for our year at a glance. Check that out. That'll be great. Today's Tuesday, so we've just got good stories, correct? Yeah, yeah, three strong, two weak. Oh, you know, we talked about this on the scrapped Patreon, but we haven't talked about it on the regular toast. And I actually do want to get your take on it because there has been some drama in the UK, London, British drama between Molly May and Tommy Fury. I had seen it on TikTok unfolding. Essentially, like a couple weeks ago, this video got posted and it went super viral. Um, Tommy was out of town. So like Molly's at home with the baby and Tommy was at a club and somebody like did a video just panning of the booth and all the people in the booth at this club. And weirdly, Chris Brown was there and the next to him was Tommy Fury. And in the video, he appears to just being like playful with a young gal. Now he wasn't kissing nothing outright wrong, but it was like flirty, playful. He gave her like a little push like, "Ah, and then the video moved away from them. And obviously the internet went into a tailspin because so many people like you, like stand these two. They like think they're the best, most in love couple. I don't know that much about them. I really only know what I know through you. But yeah, give me your take. I'm, I need to find the video because I didn't I'll send really, it to you right now. I didn't really know about this until Claudia told me. Someone messaged me like, did you see the Molly Tommy drama? And because I hadn't seen anything, I just assumed like because they weren't together for a long period of time, people assumed there was drama. So Claudia told me there's this um, thing of his, you know, being playful. I just texted it to you. But based on everything that, like, I think that I know about them, like, I have a lot of faith in the bedrock of their relationship. And he really, I mean, I would be shocked at anyone. Are we, like, on a FaceTime? Oh, oh, my God. I'm not okay. What? Because on my phone it says I can join this FaceTime. So I literally We're go. We're on FaceTime. So I said, are we on a FaceTime? We are. <laughs> Wait, watch the video. And then as you okay. watch the video, I have to correct one thing I said yesterday. When we oh. were recapping. Oh, you see it? No, this is nothing. And if I was Tommy, like that girl is annoying. Oh, okay. Jackie says it's nothing. 
It's nothing. I mean, the thing is, like, why is he out at a club when he's, like, barely at home because he's always training? So it's like, if you're not training, like, you're go home. home. Now, he also is a brand ambassador for a lot of things. So maybe these are part of his duties of going to events and stuff. But that girl, like, taking his face and pushing him, like, maybe I, I'm just someone who hates having my face touched. But, like, the restraint this man is showing, like, get the fuck out of my face, ho. Okay, Jackie That's the vibe. That's the vibe I see. Jackie says it's nothing. Like this girl's being like thirsty and annoying and he's give, he gave her nothing. Okay. That's that on that. But I'm also, you know, a Molly Tommy apologist. I go hard for my favorite chips and I can often be wrong and in denial. Do you want to hear the craziest thing? Just look at me. Don't look at anything else. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess how long we've been podcasting this morning, how long would you say we've been talking? Oh, I guess I did just look at the clock, but oh, I would have said 10 minutes. We're already at 17 minutes. Like, that really flew by. Time is a social construct. Yeah. So oh, I, I guess we did have the whole eye patch thing. I think Molly and Tommy are okay. I think it's like an embarrassing look for Molly. And then you were saying, like, people are talking about how, like, Molly's life has, whole, like, totally changed since she had the baby. And Tommy's really hasn't. I think they're okay. Like, the way that Tommy talks about her, the things that he has said, I, I think he's a faithful man. I really okay. do. And I... I would be shocked if there's any fire near this smoke. Okay. Now, I really quickly wanted to correct myself. Something I said yesterday when I was going off about my football rant. I I mixed up two things when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes. He, so I was telling the story about how he was being like a big crybaby baby and going up to the quarterback afterwards and like, you know, crying about the call and the flag. And I said, Travis did that. I met Patrick. I just got the names confused, but it was Patrick. I just wanted to correct that. And the LAR played the Ravens, not the LAC, even though they're the same thing to me. The eye patch has arrived. Our matey, Turdy Lou. Oh, we got two different options. Oh, okay. We have the traditional, you know, black on a string. But then they make new breathable no. ones with no string. No. Black on a string. Black on a string. Like, it's giving SpongeBob. It's like, it's like the mouse trap. Like, you can't build a better mouse trap. You cannot build a better eye patch. Okay, I'm taking my headphones off. One second. Okay. Turdy is putting on her eye patch. Our matey. She's having a difficult time. But I think it's going to... Oh, there it goes. Okay. Gorgeousness. I mean, like, make sure you're comfortable. because I'm not. Right. You don't look comfortable. I think it's kind of upside down. Okay, I was thinking it's upside down too. Hold on. Yeah, the, the string... I wish she could hear me because the double string, double string. Okay. The double string. You yeah, just yeah. You on the same way. I did? I think so. But is there two strings? No. There's just one? I'm okay. I just now I'm learning. I don't think my right eye has very good eyesight. Give it a second to adjust. It's never been on its own before. Also, am I supposed to keep my eye closed in this thing? I think it's dealer's choice. Whatever is more comfortable for your eye as it takes its little hiatus. Okay. It just it doesn't look right or comfortable or sustainable. And we need it to sustain because we've got a lot to do today. We haven't even cracked the Fast Five stories. So she's, yeah, there are double string. It is double string. There's not double strings. Okay. That looks better. How does that look? That looks much better. Okay. Yeah, because the string is like more 
parallel. I have a question for you. At such an angle, yes. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, turdy. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, turdy. Oh. Oh, without further ado, do, 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 do. It is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know. Oh, God. I got one eye. Okay, ready? Mm Mm-hmm. The Fast Five stories that you need to know are brought to you by State Farm. The State Farm personal price plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. The plan's all about being personal to you and your needs. So that means you get the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. Think about it like this. From your go-to coffee order to your favorite pair of sweatpants, we know that you love to personalize your entire day just like we do. Because what's more personal than podcasting? I mean, what's more personal than comedy? What's more personal than poetry, than food? So many things in life or personal and State Farm understands that because State Farm has big toasty energy BTE and insurance is even more personal take Jackie and I for example we are so similar we finish each other's sentences and sandwiches and even we have such distinct insurance needs like Jackie's a homeowner I'm not Jackie has dependents Theo's dead clearly personalization just makes everything that much better State Farm believes that insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage, your selections can all be personalized to you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Let me try that one more time because I know Jake from State Farm is like, turdy, that was not good enough. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Honestly, my whole equilibrium is off with this thing. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That was good. Jax, you want to give it a go? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Gorgeous. Today's episode is also brought to you by AG1. If you want to give AG1 a try because you're tired of taking supplements every day and you just want a single solution that supports your entire body by filling in nutrient gaps, then check out AG1. You need energy, you want to simplify your morning routine with easy habits, or you want to support your gut health while also supporting your immune and brain health, check out AG1. Ben Soffer's favorite sponsor on the planet. Ben, Our whole like, family is hooked is on AG1. We're going on a family trip and they're literally having AG1 shipped Delivered. by the caseload because we're obsessed. Yeah, it's just a great way to start your day. I like to take it for digestion. I think it's just a great thing to do in the morning to get your you know, stomach, your bowels on point. There's a million different reasons that you might want to do it, whether it's gut health, you have nutrient gaps in your diet. AG1 will help you feel more energized, strong, and nourished. It delivers your daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, but it's also a powerful, healthy habit that's powerfully simple. Just one scoop, mix it in water once a day, every day. Like I wake up to the sound of the AG1 being shaken. Ben has like this special cup he does it in. It's going to simplify and enhance your daily supplement routine. And AG1 is a supplement that we trust to provide our body the needs, what it needs daily, and that's why we're excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here's your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com toast. That's drinkag1.com toast. Check it out. Today's episode is also brought to you by StoryWorth. If you're spending time with loved ones for the holidays, chances are you're going to hear a lot of stories, but ones you love to hear and the ones you've heard too many times. But have you ever wanted to help your loved ones document those timeless stories? It can be challenging to write an entire book of life memories, but StoryWorth makes it fun and easy. This is how anyone can write a book about their life. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from their collection. Like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? Where's the farthest you've ever traveled? What's the farthest you've ever traveled, Jackie? Physically or yes. mentally? Oh my God, um, physically. Israel? 
probably Israel for me too. Um, and then all that person has to do is reply with a story. After a year, StoryWorth will compile all of your loved one's stories, memories, photos into an exquisite hardcover book, creating a valued keepsake. Millions of stories have already been told with StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. Get started with your loved ones for the holiday. Before you know it, you'll both be cherishing those timeless stories for generations to come. This is the most creative gift, hands down. So sweet, so thoughtful, so different. Yeah, and I love a digital gift because you can give it up until any point. Yeah. And it turns into a physical gift, which is yep. best of both worlds. I actually just did an ad for StoryWorth yesterday, and I can wax poetic about how it's such a wonderful gift. I gave it to Dana last year because she's the master storyteller. Oh, cute. And I worry that she's going to run out of storage in her brain. Like, jot these stories down, Dana. Let them go. Release them into the world and put it in a book. Put it in the book. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash toast today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash toast to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash toast. Thank you, Lachur Delu. Get a welks. Our first story, Zac Efron finally gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I feel like we manifested this. We're always talking about his accolades, his canon his body of work his catalog so he got his star he made a really sweet speech thanking everyone who helped him along the way including kenny ortega high school musical go wildcats matthew perry no it was again it was the perfect culmination of not only zach efron's career but like of pop culture like i always find it so interesting who people bring to speak on their behalf to the hollywood walk of fame thing like usually people bring other celebrities so him having miles teller jeremy allen white like okay he just wanted to collect like the hottest men of hollywood and have them there love that for him what is he oh miles teller he did that awkward moment with oh i was wondering how they knew each other that's it i forgot about that I forgot about that, too. I'm glad that they remained friends because they played such good friends in the movie. I wonder if they're still close with Michael B. Jordan, too. Oh, I wonder. That, um, I couldn't figure out how Miles Taylor knew him, so thank you. And then Jeremy Allen White and him are in a movie that's coming out soon about wrestlers. Oh, I didn't know that either. I, I was like, I wonder how this band of brothers got together. But I just figured when you all live in Hollywood and you're all so hot, you just find your way to one another. Yeah, you would think, but I feel like it doesn't happen as often as it should. Well, this is a moment where just like things are right in the world, and I appreciate that. I loved his speech. I loved, loved, loved that he brought Kenny Ortega because I feel like, you know, out of all the high school musical people, he acknowledges the franchise the least. Some of them acknowledge it too much. Yeah. And sometimes you wonder, like, does he hate it? But like him putting respect on Kenny's name, on the franchise for obviously catapulting him to fame. I just, I thought this was so beautiful. And then him mentioning Matthew Perry was so sweet. Like so, like unnecessary, honestly. I don't think anybody would have said anything if he didn't, but it was really sweet. Yeah, no, he really hit every point. I didn't see the whole speech. So like, I do need to know if he mentioned like Greatest Showman and Hairspray, but I didn't see any headlines about it. But he also said he sings high school musical songs in the shower. And he said, quote, go Wildcats. Now, let me ask you a question. In your opinion, what is Zac Efron's greatest film slash cinematic achievement? In my opinion, objectively or subjectively? In your opinion. As Zac Efron or the movie that he's in? Like Zac Efron. his role? Like Zac I, Efron. Okay, so not Philip Carlyle in Greatest Showman, honestly. Even oh, though wow, Greatest okay. Showman was the best one. I have to look at the catalog, Trudy. I need to do my research. I need to educate myself. Because I think I would say Hairspray. I'm tempted to, but I want to just make sure 
He should have had like Nikki has... Blonsky there. He should have had Nikki Blonsky there. That's Honestly, the only way it would have been better. High School Musical. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Like three, Troy Bolton doing the most. High School Musical. Okay. She said what she said. I, I think I'm going to stick with Hairspray. But I also just want I feel like there's one or two other movies that I'm forgetting. Musicals? No, just good neighbors. He was re- re- very popular for. I saw that. I I blew right past it. I feel like um, this eye patch is impacting my ability to speak. I don't notice a difference. Okay, I feel like I'm literally stuttering. I feel like he was in something really good. Hold on, he was in Baywatch. Not really good. That was probably a low point for him. Dead. Hmm, maybe not. Perhaps but he not. has a very impressive... Oh, yeah, like Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Set. I'm just breezing past all these things. He was in, you know, the lucky one. I think that's Nicholas Sparks. Uh, he's in a lot of things, but his best work remains High School, High School Musical. Musical. And then, I love him. And then Hairspray and then Greatest Showman. Now, I hate to be one of these people because it's just rude, but I am curious. Do you know what I'm going to say? Why does he look so different? Like, I hate when people are like, who is that? Especially with, like, women. But, like, he does look so different. I feel like every once in a while there's, like, a picture of him that's like, oh, my God, that's Zac Efron. But at his... No, Jackie, he does look incredibly different. walk of fame, yeah, he looks a little different, but not as, like, for lack of a better word, crazy as some (laughs) of those pictures. Yeah, yeah, but but like, what happened? He's had some work done, okay. He has had some he work got done, right? A little right? crazy, yeah. Okay, okay. Listen, we've all been there. But to me, he's like still the most ha- like the most eligible handsome man on the planet. Oh, I love him. I love him too, but he's not. No, I love him, and he just like keeps beefing up. Yeah, I need him to like get his ass back to the theater. Like, I need him to do more musicals. I know, but he's doing like his big hunky roles right now. And he also did like. Uh, that Netflix show where he almost died. Right. He's really into that wilderness stuff like Bear Grylls. Yeah. Uh, go back to dancing. Put your tap shoes on, Zach. I just, I, I just love that he still has love for it. Let's say even though he's a man of the wilderness now, he will always look back fondly on his days of I agree. tap dancing. And your Hollywood Walk of Fame like really is supposed to be like a culmination of your entire career. So I do feel like you really nailed it with like having Kenny Ortega there, which is a nod to his dancing shoes. Having Miles Teller there, which is like a nod to those movies. He made a bunch of movies that were all really similar, like rom-com vibes. Yeah. And um, Jeremy Allen White to the future, you know? Yeah. Past, present, and future. Yeah, he has a brother that looks familiar. Is he an actor? No, but he's always like going viral for having a brother. That's funny. Wait, no, he has an IMDb. Just well, that wait. that doesn't mean he's famous. Just, oh, he's a producer and executive. Okay, so he's not in front of the... Oh, he worked on Zach's show Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Oh, that's nice. That's so cute. Siblings who work together. I Maybe we'll be Zac them Efron. for Halloween. Okay. Shout out, Zach. Okay. I love Zach Efron. Like, I just... I just love him. No, I love him. That's what I'm saying. You know what like, I would love? What? Memoirs of an Efron. I feel like he has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's experienced like real peaks and valleys in his career. Like from the from after uh, High School Musical to, you know, 
the, all the movies we've just remarked on. I feel like there was highs and lows. And a lot of times where he's had to reinvent himself. Yes. Where he I probably like he also, also felt very like pigeonholed and typecast as like this teeny bopper. And then he tries to be the rom-com guy and he did that successfully. And now he wants to be like the leading man buff indie guy doing that successfully. Yeah. No, that's such a good point. I just feel like he probably, and he's also just been A-list for a really long time, and that always makes a good memoir. A memoir. I did finish Keenan Thompson's memoir last night. Um, I can't lie, I did skim through like a bunch of it. it. It when he got to his SNL stuff, it was really really interesting. Also, just like little tidbits about SNL, like how much you make. Everyone signs a seven year contract, and you, they can let you go at any time. But if you if they keep you on, like every year you get like a little incremental raise, and then after your seventh year, I think is when you can like make a lot of money but like a lot of the castmates have like they subsidize their yeah they their do salary like with like they, no I mean not most of them aren't m movie material so they do like stand up and like you know comedy and different they write different things any, anything that doesn't conflict with SNL but a lot of like the early years where you're not as famous you're not making a lot of money and you can't really do huge projects like movies yeah but I feel like when an SNL person is making a movie it's like they get all SNL people like a lot of yeah. the SNL cast members, they all kind of like ride together and they're they're supporting actors in a lot of different movies. Like I feel like there yeah. are roles for you and opportunities like just abound when you sign on to SNL. So my takeaway from Keenan's book is I don't know if I would recommend it. He is a P-job. He's so, and I think that makes, that's what makes his book like not super, super interesting. He's just like a really normal really nice guy now he's at the stage of his life where he's really just a family man he's trying to get healthy you know it's not like titillating you know no one's doing cocaine or you know or he's just not telling you about it no he says like he's when he says when he spoke to pot he's just like i'm not like that like at snl i mean oh not oh, him yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. seem like he's you know no he's past. really sweet he grew up like very normal too you know mm -hmm. um so there wasn't like crazy like i always compare to like jessica simpson like the way she grew up was so nuts you know there wasn't any of that. He just like loved his family. His family loved him. Really supportive mom, dad, and brother. Really supportive community in Atlanta. So it was like nice, but boring. Got it. That's good. Boring is good. Yeah. Boring is good. That's like. I think he, he probably has like the most healthy work-life balance of anyone in Hollywood. You hope so. Yeah. That's what his Uber driver says. So. Hmm. Are you ready for our next story? His book did corroborate what a lot of my Uber drivers have said. I would hope so. I, I would hope that his book would make him look like a good guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules trailer just dropped. Yes, did you watch it? I did. I mean, everyone's talking about that one thing. Tom Schwartz, Sheena. Oh, no. Lala. I don't know someone who gets broken up with and becomes God. Well, I didn't see anyone talking about that. I watched the trailer, like, right before we recorded, and that line just stuck with me. It's true. Okay. Okay, so... Everyone is saying, like, it's giving jealous because, you know, Randall cheated on you and you didn't become God and you didn't oh, go dance with the stars. I didn't even think that. What I was thinking, it's like, well, Lala, you're one of the people who, like, made her God. Like, all of the cast members were like, Ariana, literally, God is queen. Yeah, and God is a like, woman. Now you're mad that everyone's treating her like God when, like, you were treating her like God. Uh, for sure. But I, like, I kind of agree with what she's saying. Like, it, it is insane what happened to Ariana when Ariana got cheated on, which is horrible. But like so many people get cheated on and don't make millions of dollars. Yeah, no, when she said that, I was like, oh wow, someone's saying it. And it's, and it's Lala it. who's like obsessed with her. She must be really like on one. Right, but she's like hyping her up. So how do she's we get here? She's been hyping her up, right. Like, and everybody was doing that. And now I guess they're mad about it. I didn't even think about the Lala being cheated on thing. Um, maybe I'm just like naive and I 
trust people's intentions, but I, I don't think that's what she meant. But from an outsider's perspective, I can understand how haters would be like, you're just jealous. Jealous, right. I don't think she's jealous. I mean, I might be. Yeah, but I think I feel like Lala got her pound of flesh from Scandal. I mean, Lala capitalized probably the most out of anyone with the podcast, send it to Daryl. Yeah. Because Ariana like wasn't speaking out and she was letting people like And everyone Lala. like gave it their best effort to like mm-hmm. monetize and capitalize on Scandal. And I think that at the end of the day, if you look at the balance sheet, Lala did the it's best after Ariana. Outside. Outside of the principal characters. Right. Yeah. So Sheena did good too. So I feel like things have to probably have hit a fever pitch for like Lala to be complaining about it. Mm -hmm. That was tea to me. Also then the fact that Schwartz apparently one time made out with Sheena in Vegas when he was dating Katie. It seems like, but this could also just be what the trailer's making it seem like. It seems like that might cause an issue between Brock and Sheena because I guess that'd be kind of weird if you've made out with someone in your friend group and you never told your husband. Yeah. I don't know, with this particular, like, in, for normal people, yes. With this particular group, I don't know. I don't know if that's the reason why they're fighting on the sidewalk. Also, there's a woman who is in a love triangle with Katie and Schwartz. She's kissing both of them. Oh, I missed that. Right? That's what I thought I saw. Oh, that's interesting. And what about uh, Timothy Chalamet? Who's that? Katie? No. Timothy Chalamet. Who's Come that? On, Sandoval? Timothy Chalamet from last season. Oh, Satchel. <laughs> Satchel. I forgot his name. How could you forget looked, Satchel? I just thought that he looked like Timothy Chalamet. Satchel is nowhere to be found, unfortunately. Right. And that's why the season doesn't have what it takes. And that's why the season will not be winning an Emmy. The thing is, the season actually looks pretty good. I mean, of course. Considering how do we have anything interesting to talk about after Scandal? There looks to be like some dumb typical stuff of like, why are Ariana and Tom living together? Why is Tom filming? Oh, we're drawing a line in the sand, bubba. So Ariana was on Watch Happens Live explaining why they live together. They own the house. They both paid for it. She wants to sell it. He refuses. So she is now in the legal process of trying to force him to buy her out because he's forcing her to stay there. Like you bought a house and you're not going to live there. Like that's your life savings. No, I... But she did say for the last couple of months while being on Dancing with the Stars, because you film somewhere else, she's been living in like an Airbnb. I like agree on principle. Yeah, that's your money's in the house. But like, how are you living in the same... Like, even if you have to go stay with a friend and concede the house, just so you can like start your life with... I couldn't look at that person every day. For sure. I also have to imagine like a lawyer would advise you not to leave the house. Yeah. And then also she said something about you took my house and, and I'm, I'm going to have my house and my, and my children. Did they make embryos? They had started. They were talking about it. They did something. She froze her eggs. But did they make right. embryos? I don't know. because As then she, far as I knew, they did not make it to the embryo stage. But if she's saying that and they have embryos together, that's crazy. And then that's, you know, Sofia Vergara. That's like a long legal road. Yeah. And it's like, does she have eggs that aren't part of those aren't, embryos? Oh my God, that would suck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, the thing is, I want to, this is just, not even based on the trailer, just based on what we know. I do think this season, I would say like the last season, while obviously that's when Scandal happened, I felt like they dropped the ball in a lot of places in terms of like footage and just filming. And so I think there's actually a lot more potential for this season. Yeah, the aftermath, like, 
what I think that based on the trailer, like we have a season, a good one for sure. Yeah, for sure. So that's exciting. And it it comes out the end of January. So like a a little over a month away. That's not bad. Not terrible. No, because they released the Bridgerton trailer uh, for May. Well, that's a great segue to our next story. Bridgerton season three sets a two part premiere in spring of 2024. But this is what we get for the strike. Spring, don't be giving me seven monthly time for a trailer. Nobody needs that for a TV show. I agree. Bridgerton is returning to Netflix in 2024 with the third season of the period drama waltzing onto streaming in two parts. The first four episodes will premiere on May 16th and the next four will be available to stream on June 13th. Don't even, I'm not getting started on not bingeable content after they conditioned us to be binge watching content. No, and it's like June 2024. Like, I don't know who I'll be then. I don't know where I'll be. Like, this is insane. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, they're not moving quick enough. Like, I understand the strike really no, like, impeded just their... keep it under wraps then. No, it's insane. And the trailer was, like, such bullshit. They used, like, a bunch of social media TikToks talking about Bridgerton with, like, three scenes from the actual season because they don't even have it filmed yet. Why are they doing this? I don't know. There has to be a reason. It was, like, a fake trailer. What are they worried about? That we're going to forget about Bridgerton? I guess... There's something I know. A, something is afoot. You think it's my eye patch? No, I think your eye patch is amazing. Is it helping? No, not at all. But I, I like who I am. I think it gives the show another layer and dimension no. that we need. And think about our clips from today. People are gonna be like, "Why is Turdy wearing an eye patch?" Like the engagement will be off the charts. Agreed. We have to only clip from eye patch on off the charts <laughs> oh off the charts very good Jax very good thank you are you ready for our next story it's our fourth story it's our fourth story it's our fourth story no I'm not ready I didn't think you were ready but I thought that maybe are you could get you ready. ready you should get ready ready today's fourth and fifth stories are brought to you by Hatch Oh, I just love the hatch, even though today I had such a problem with my hatch because Ben made me set it so early. So I woke up so, you know, naturally and gorgeously. And then what we woke up early for actually got canceled. So I was, I've was i been up for hours. Maybe that's why I have an eye twitch. Today's Fast Five is brought to you by Hatch, which is so appropriate because this morning I woke up beautifully, albeit earlier than I needed to, but I'm fine. Waking up to the sunrise on my Hatch Restore instead of my iPhone alarm has literally changed my life. It's added to the list of things Jackie told me about. I was like, yeah, sure. Light could never wake me up. It wakes me up. I pretty much wake up before the actual music every single day. So here's what a Hatch does. They will wake you up by light. It's basically like mimicking a sunrise. And so the light will very slowly and gradually come on for 30 minutes before you're actually set to wake up. And then if you're still not up by the 30 minute alarm like they'll play this gorgeous spa music it's so non-aggressive it's such a humane way to wake up it has really changed my life like I don't even think I thank you properly or talk about like give you enough credit for really how much the hatch that's like one of my favorite low lift wellness routine things Mm -hmm. so there's no better soundtrack for chili season than the hatch sounds that's what we're currently waking up to and winding down to on the hatch restore it's the perfect winter pairing so it's a device that helps you build a consistent bed 
bedtime and morning routine so you can prioritize rest and sleep better. Great sleep can be learned with Hatch. 83% of customers report improved sleep and they have a 60 day, 60 night money back guarantee so you can try it for yourself risk free. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off their purchase of the Hatch Restore and free shipping at hatch.co slash toast. That's hatch.co slash toast to get that $20 off and free shipping. Hatch.co slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by KiwiCo. Unwrap inspiration with super fun science, technology, and art projects for kids with KiwiCo. With nine different subscription options for different ages and subjects, there's something for every kid. When you give KiwiCo, it's so much more than a box of toys. It's the gift of discovery through hands-on experiences, giving kids the tools to learn about topics they love, from dinosaurs to rocket ships. KiwiCo is the thing for kids. Like, if you have a kid in your life, you know how difficult it can be to keep them occupied for more than five minutes. Like, you buy them a big fancy toy, they're over it in five seconds. KiwiCo is creative. It's start to finish. You're not giving them a robot. They're building a robot. It's fun. It's educational. It's stimulating. It keeps them busy all day. It's a box of awesome delivered monthly. The, the, the day that your KiwiCo box arrives, it'll be your kid's favorite day of the month. They offer gifts with rich activities for kids of all ages and interests, and you can give your child the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make connections to the broader world. KiwiCo projects are designed by a team of educators, makers, engineers, and rocket scientists who brainstorm hundreds of ideas to... to to create the most exciting, age-appropriate, and educational projects. These are real engineering, science, and art projects with high-quality materials. So discover hands-on fun with KiwiCo. Get your first month free on any crate line at kiwico.com slash toast. That's your first month free at kiwico.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Manscaped. Ladies, today we are brought to you by Santa's number one helper, Manscaped. This holiday season, go beyond the boring gifts and stuff those stockings with something he actually needs. Introducing the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra from Manscaped, the ultimate grooming bundle designed to treat his special snowflake. So unwrap the magic of the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra. At its helm, the Performance Package 5.0 has everything you need. The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, which is a two, gener- two next-gen blades, blade heads for precision grooming that's North Pole approved. It has skin-safe technology and waterproof capabilities. Also comes with the um, ear, nose, nose, and hair trimmer. It comes with Crop Preserver Anti-Chafe Ball Deodorant and the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion. So the gift of Manscaped doesn't stop there. The bundle comes with two free gifts, the boxers, and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag. Ladies, we know he's still wearing boxers from high school, so get him the best upgrade he could ask for with the boxers 2.0 moisture wicking technology and signature jewel pouch to cradle his presents the way they were meant to. So if your dad, brother, or boyfriend have too much winter scruff, look no further than the Manscaped Beard Hedger Pro Kit and Handyman Electric Face Shaver to weather the storm. Get 20% off and free shipping with code TOAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code TOAST. His balls will be singing, Baby, it's cold outside. Our next story. The weather outside is weather. Our next story is forgetting Sarah Marshall. Thank you. A picture is worth a thousand words. Prince William and Kate Middleton's kids look so grown up in the 2023 royal family Christmas card. Have you seen the pic? I have. I've also seen Charlotte is getting roasted. What? Okay. I, I can't even give that blast Not for this air, picture. But there Not for is, this picture. Um, also, a bit of what seems to be a Photoshop fail in the picture. Did you see this of Prince no. Louis' finger? Oh, I'm on my way. I don't know I'm what on it my could, way. I can't imagine they would really need to like Photoshop these pictures. But Maybe he had like a snack in it. That was the only way they would like get him to stand still. He's yeah, a kid. Maybe. That's true. And we also know that he's, you know, not... 
He's a little rascal. He's a little rascal. But you have to see the kids look so grown up. It's shocking. And the world is shocked. Like that, these pictures are like going viral. People can't believe how big these kids are now. So let me take a look. Um, but also, let me tell you why Charlotte's getting roasted. Because she did like a holiday event with like an official, you know, family thing. She's wearing the same coat she wore last holiday. But I feel like people like that. They do. They do. I'm kidding. It shows that they're relatable. Oh, he's missing a finger. He's missing a finger, it seems. That's like really obvious. Yeah. I. This is like a gorgeous photo. First of all, these kids are just Wait, gorgeous. but also, Claudia, if you zoom in like really, really close, it, it kind of looks like his fingers like taped down. Maybe they had to tape him to the chair. L-O-L. I don't know what's going on with the finger, but let's look past that for a Let's look past that because it's distracting. This is so modern. You know, it's so edgy and very like editorial. It's very the opposite of everything we get from them, which is so traditional and like kind of stuffy. But at the end of the day- This is just giving Calvin Klein. It is giving Calvin Klein, but it's still just like a family portrait. You know, like it's really not that crazy, but it, it does feel modern. I can't get over George and Charlotte. Like he looks like King George, like he's kingly. He looks really like his father did at that age with the big hair. Like, it's amazing he has no hair left. He should get on that minoxidil stat. Um, he's a very, very handsome young man. He's going to grow up to be, you know, really, really something beautiful. Yeah, but he's also just, like, becoming a young man. And no, in his pose, he's like, he looks like a person. Like, yeah, no, he's a person now. And this Charlotte is such a beauty. Oh, like, it's, they're just a beautiful family. And I'm just surprised at like the regularity of this Christmas card. Like I feel like I got this one in the mail from someone I know. You know, it's so simple. Yeah, but so elegant. Which I love. But so elegant. There's something so but, elegant about it. Very refined. I love. I don't know if I've ever seen Kate Middleton in jeans. She looks great. She. They all look great. And she's just got hair. Like she is hair. Yeah. Her hair is gorgeous. It's shiny. Happy for that. Ten out of ten. Honestly. Oh, and people are saying, you know, that it's a nod to Princess Diana. She loved, you know, a button down and some jeans. That's so I feel like everybody's always saying everything That's, is a I nod mean, to Diana. Literally, like, button, button down and jeans is like classic family picture look. Yeah. It's very American, though. Don't you agree? Yeah. I'm not complaining, but. Plus, like, the sneakers on the kids. So cute. This is really 10 out of 10. Ten. 10's across the board. I have no notes. I have no notes. I agree. And I have notes for everything. Our fifth and final story is a little crazy inheritance news. Oh my God, please be about me. No, unfortunately it's not. The Air to Air Maze is awarding <gasps> I heard this. his $11 billion fortune to his 51-year-old gardener. Obsessed. 80-year-old billionaire Nicholas Pooch, scion of the iconic fashion dynasty Hermes, is allegedly orchestrating a staggering succession saga that involves adopting his 51-year-old gardener. Pooch, who's unmarried and without children, plans to legally designate his former gardener and handyman from a modest Moroccan family as his rightful heir, as reported by a Swiss publication. This unorthodox move to pass on his immense wealth and real estate properties to his gardener has sparked intense speculation. Pooch, who's a fifth-generation descendant of Thierry's Hermes, who laid the foundation for the luxury fashion house in 1837, commands a considerable share in the now $220 billion valued company, ranking among Switzerland's wealthiest individuals. Wow. Allegedly, he has initiated legal proceedings supported by a formidable legal team to formalize the gardener's adoption, which forms a crucial part of his revised estate plans. The gar How old is this man? The, the heir? The gardener's 51. The heir is 80. Okay. 
The gardener is reportedly married to a woman from Spain with two children of their own and stands to inherit a significant portion of the fortune, which includes acquiring substantial properties in Marrakesh and Switzerland, valued at $5.9 million. Now, what's the speculation? As to the motivation? Yeah, you said there was speculation. Oh, well, so the if you look at Pooch's history, provides a glimpse into the motivation behind this atypical choice for his heir. A bitter rift emerged in 2014 when LVMH acquired a substantial stake in Hermes, sparking an acrimonious battle within the family. Oh. Pooch's departure from the company's board amid this turmoil signaled irreparable discord with his kin. He resigned because he felt for, he has for years beleaguered by members of his family who have attacked him on several fronts. Oof. Oh, his, victim mentality. His unconventional plan faces formidable challenges, navigating complex legal hurdles for an adult adoption, an exceedingly rare occurrence in Switzerland. Reports suggest requirements for such adoptions demand a prior relationship during the adoptee's minor years. I don't think that happened here. He had previously committed his fortune to the Isocrates Foundation, established by him to combat misinformation. Attempts. Oh, that's vague. <laughs> now he's trying to retract this pledge, which might trigger a legal battle akin oh. to past family feuds. This guy kind of sounds like a mess. Yeah, no, like he's just like always changing his mind and the law is reason free from passion. That was just why he started the Isocrates Foundation. Yeah, I don't know. That foundation is giving me goosebumps, not in a good way. Like, I just like. It's very general. The, oh, the, oh the, the foundation for misinformation. Com combating misinformation, like in what sense? Yeah, it's weird. I, like I'd rather the gardener have it. Yeah, of course. But also, if you're so willy-nilly with your fortune, like, break it up. Give some to Socrates. Give some to me. Give some to the gardener. I like, think, like, give I, some to the poor. I don't think the gardener was going to get everything, but he was going to get a lot. And I think in order to give it to him, he has to adopt him, which is just kind of funny. <laughs> that is weird that you can't just give your money to whoever you want to. Maybe not when you have, like, family ties who are ready to snatch it back from you because they already yeah. were pushing you out, probably because you're a weirdo. Yeah, no, he definitely sounds like he's the problem. 100%. Yeah. And is he dying or he's just making plans for the future? I think making plans. I didn't see anything about his state because then also right, that, he's would, 80. that would be called into question, like, you know, if he oh, wasn't so doing true. well now, he was wanting to adopt a 50-year-old, like, grandpa's lost He'll his He'll have mind. to make a video testament, like, I am of sound mind. Yeah. Today, December 12th, 2023, I have bequeathed. I'm a, no, first, I have, I'm adopting my gardener. Right, right. I thought when you were saying, like, that his motives are suspicious, like, there's, you know, theories and rumors that they're lovers. But then I'm like, he works in fashion. Why would anybody care if he's gay? Yeah. So maybe that's not it. Maybe they're not lovers. I don't think so. But this is interesting. And you know what? It's beautiful. I hope this gardener gets the money. I love that. For his family and his children. Right, and his legacy. Yeah. Where does the the guy live now? Switzerland. There? Got it, okay. Huh. Yeah. And he doesn't have any children? No. They're not married, nothing. Hmm. Well, he will have a child when he adopts his gardener. Oh, well, now he has a child. Right, 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 right. Yeah. The adoption is just... It's just weird that that's the law, but I guess it kind of makes sense. And it's just like funny that it's called adoption when it's a 50-year-old. It's actually so true. Can you adopt a non-minor? I 
Well, like one, what's the point, you know, because right. they could just choose to Some hang with you Some people do it for sentimentality. Time. Like I see that on TikTok sometimes. Like someone's stepfather when they're 23, like decides to just adopt them. Cause like legally it's like a meaningful thing, not okay, like anything else. That's sweet. But yeah, it says here there's Swiss law that like, unless you had a relationship as a minor, you might not actually even be allowed to adopt a grown man. Oh, so the law is not reason free from passion. Well, it is reason free from passion because this would be his passion. Right. I guess Aristotle is always right when he spoke those immortal words. Yeah. Okay. Those are the past five. Our matey. And I want to say, I don't think this eye patch is helping like in the slightest. I'm sorry to hear that. You want to know why? Like, I needed something. Oh, you know what? I'm so dumb. Hold on. I wonder what it is. Because the thing I was oh. feeling about the eye patch was that it's like not forcing my eye shut. You have to put that in the patch. Oh, yeah. There's like a hundred in here. Okay. Okay. My mascara is going to go everywhere. It's okay. The show's over. It's a band-aid for your eye. my Band- eyebrows out. Band-aid for your eye. Yeah, this definitely, this seals it shut. Oh my God, so much better. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Okay. Better late than never. Okay, turdy out, ahoy bitches. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Oh my God, I feel so much better. Like you can hear it in my voice. Oh, all right, tomorrow. Keep we'll, your patch we'll at the control. studio. Yeah, of course. Patch for the rest of the week. I love it. Not even modern solutions. Right. Archaic solutions for the win here. For a modern woman. Archaic solutions for the modern woman. A book by Jackie (laughs) Ostray. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Ahoy, matey. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Love you. Bye.